All right, here we go. This is episode 121 of High Drop with Robbie Hall, who is a fitness coach extraordinaire, a yoga instructor, instructor of ultimate proportion and energy, and just a wonderful human being. I've had the great fortune of getting to know since I moved into my uh, current address. He's a neighbor of mine, which is you know, we have even other things in common. We went to the same high school we found out during this episode. He used to manage the famous Casa Bonita restaurant. So there's some great stories there that we kicked the podcast off with. And, you know, he's just a really great legend and leader in my world um, amongst several communities here locally. I am really honored to to highlight him and on this episode. It's one of my favorite things. I get to recognize people on this podcast for the great work they're doing and a lot of the people that you wouldn't hear from anywhere else. And so I love that I get to show you guys and introduce you to Robbie Hall. He's an incredible man. And especially for me, somebody who is helping me understand, you know, this generation between my parents and between my generation, it's so valuable to have a mentor like that. Without further ado, Robbie Hall, ladies and gentlemen. So welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm pumped. I'm super pumped. You know, this is a, this is a good chance for both of us to get to know each other a lot better because, yeah. you know, I've been in your classes and I've was there at the training today, but yeah. I still don't know that much about you and you're uh, very, I'm very curious. Yeah. Likewise. <laughs> um, so, you know, I want to get your whole story, you know, I, yeah. I, I'm going to give you just kind of a little quick sweeping, like, uh, <laughs> So assessment for the viewers and things yeah. so like I'll let you introduce yourself, I think would be the ideal. And yeah. I do a short introduction like for each episode, but, gotcha, yeah. but, um, you know, you've, you're very inspiring. Like just, um, just your energy is just, you know, it's always been something that it's kind of rare to find that people have an authenticity to that inspiring energy. The older I get, the more I realize it's not something that people can really fake it fake you know and, yeah. and so I, I i that's another reason why i'm curious about your story because i don't know where that comes from for you but it's it's authentic and you know people surround you in the yoga classes and the other things that you do and i haven't even been to your gym yet but um uh, i know that they get a lot out of just being in your in your space and the way that you do things yeah uh, so well that's <laughs> uh, means a lot to me it's, <laughs> i i love that um yeah, so currently what I do is is all fitness. Mm. Um, for a long time, that wasn't my gig. My gig was Casa Bonita. So no yeah, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> They're opening right now. Shout out to Casa Bonita. They Shout gotta... out to Casa Bonita. <laughs> um, those were great years of my life. Mm. Um, I was there for 21 years. And for a long time, that's what I was known for, was always Casa Bonita. So all my online presence, everything in social media was linked to Casa Bonita. All the phone calls, people would text me. It was always about Casa Bonita. Can we get a spot by the water? <laughs> and and I loved that. And I loved my time in that environment. And I'll tell you what, I'd still be there today if life didn't change for all of us. Yeah. Wow. So, and I'm excited for them now. It's it's a big deal. I know that's a big deal for Denver. It's a big deal for Colorado. Yeah. Uh, Matt and Trey are just fantastic human beings. I think those guys are <laughs> the epitome of what Colorado is. Yeah. I met those guys a few times at the restaurant. We did their cast parties for the Book of Mormon. Oh wow, cool. Which was incredible. Yeah. They. <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you, my first interaction with Matt and Trey was 
I can't remember her name, but she was there. They're like the girl that did their press. And I wish I could remember her name, but she contacted us. And this is back in like 2011. And she said, Matt and Trey are thinking about doing an episode of Casa Bonita. And, uh, we just kind of wanted to see what you guys felt about that. So the, the GM is the one that handled the call. He came and talked to us. It was me, Mike Mason, Pierre Osby. We're the three big GMs there. And we just said, you know, it's probably not a good idea, <laughs> you know, cause the nature of the show, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're a family restaurant. And you know, if you had looked prior to now, you know, there was no swearing. There was no, we were very family oriented. Mm-hmm. And so we got back in touch with them and Mike said, Hey, we appreciate the offer, but it's probably, not, it's just probably not a good idea for us. And she said, it airs on Wednesday. We're just giving you a heads up. <laughs> and we were deathly afraid of that. And, um, you know, there's two, two of the longest days we were waiting for that episode to come out and it came out as the best thing that happened to us. Cause it kind of resurrected that, that environment. Mm-hmm. And then those guys, every time Casa Bonita had that episode air for South Park, we just got a big boom mm-hmm. for like two weeks. We're 10, 10, 15% up in sales. And then they contacted us when they wrote the book of Mormon and they wanted to do their cast party at the restaurant which is something we never did. We don't do cast parties. We don't stay open after hours, but we did that for those guys. And, and I, I'll always remember my first experience meeting those, those two guys, they, they showed up and they looked just dead. <laughs> they just, had to have been right. This is a, this is a rap party essentially for the first like opening season of the, of the musical or what is it? Yeah. So they came into it was their first opening in Denver and it was the first year of the book of Mormon. And those guys are, cause, and I think we always view celebrities as just bigger than life. They're not human. Mm-hmm. They're not real. And when those guys came in, I was very excited to meet them. And that was my first impression of them is these guys are, are tired. They have, they're, they're worked. You could tell they're overworked. They put everything into what they're doing mm-hmm. and they were very polite. They were very gracious. Um, they gave me tickets to the, the dress rehearsal. So that was a big deal for me. Yeah, I went wow. to the dress rehearsal for the first showing of the book of Mormon in Denver. Wow. Yeah. I was so excited for it. I showed up there and it was only like friends and family. And when it was over and it was an incredible show. If you've never seen, it, if any of you have never seen, it, it's I, hard to get tickets still. Yes. Like <laughs> it's, it's fantastic. I was blown away by how good it was. Yeah. It starts off and you're like, it's it's like a musical and it starts off and then you'll know when you watch it, it turns, <laughs> there's a left-hand turn and then the rest of the show is crazy. Um, but it was great. And, and I'll always remember this. I took this girl with me. She was like my romantic interest at the time. Mm-hmm. And we left. Everyone was going to the right. And she said, let's go to the left. We turned and took a left and there was Trey Parker. And my first impression of Trey, when I saw him the second time, this was like three days after their dre- after the cast party, mm. he was wearing the exact same clothes. <laughs> he was wearing blue jeans and this Denver Bronco t-shirt. And, and I just looked at him and was like, oh my goodness, the guy hasn't even changed his clothes. <laughs> and, and we walked up and I said, hey, can we get a picture with you? And he had a brief millisecond of annoyance. <laughs> you could barely see it where he mm. was, oh. and he immediately corrected that. 
Wow. And I, it was so endearing. Mm-hmm. He just corrected me. He was like, yeah, I'd love to take a picture. So I got a picture with my date. I got a picture with her and him. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to get in the picture. <laughs> I'm just going to let him go. We let him go. And I'll always remember that, just how gracious that he was. And I'll tell you, you know, what's kind of crazy is, um, and I'm spacing his name, but our neighbor, our neighborhood is full of, and, and a lot of you don't know this. Oh, yeah. Me and Brandon are neighbors. And we'll get to that too. <laughs> Oh yeah, we definitely will. That's a great story. We're going to get to that too. (laughs) But um, yeah, we're neighbors actually. And the guy who's building Trey's house is our neighbor. Yeah, he's like the lead contractor. Wow. So they're building a house in Morrison right now, right up the road. Wow. So Trey is planning on living here in Colorado. And I, for me, for someone who's put his heart and soul into Casa Bonita, (laughs) I was very worried that these guys were going to come in and they were just going to buy it and not be present mm. and it appears that they're very invested into the place so much so that they're going to be there the there. whole community i mean it's it's wild i heard they're also revivifying lakeside i didn't know that i heard that they're gonna buy lakeside and also amp that up and it's just like that's super incredible cool because these are like the relics in a way they're not relics but they are kind of like the staple you know things of our childhood if you grew up here yeah and i don't know if you grew up in the around part. Denver, but uh, but it's wild to see these things coming back to life because they were just a huge part of my growing up. Oh yeah, they're icons, icons of That's Colorado. What I was looking forward. Yeah, well they are. It is. Yeah. I know when I worked at the restaurant. I mean, like I said, you have people come. There's people there. There's guys camped out in the parking lot right now waiting to get in. <laughs> No, my friend has reservations for November. Yeah. It's like, and those were hard to get. I mean, it's just wild. It is wild. <laughs> so, and those guys, like I said, they're not this isn't just something they're doing. No. They're invested into it. And I knew when we were at the restaurant, they had their office in, in, um, in California hmm. was named Casa Bonita. <laughs> and they, they did birthday parties there at the restaurant when they were kids. Hmm. So it was something they loved. Um, and, and I'll be honest, it's hard for me because it's like an ex. Oh yeah. yeah. It was my life there. And, and I wish Casa Bonita the best. Mm-hmm. I do. I really hope but at the same time, it's a little bit, it's like your ex-wife's getting married <laughs> and you kind of don't want to go to the wedding and, and you get a little tired of hearing about it. But yeah, yeah. I am excited for it. And for someone that loves that place and loves Colorado. Nice. And and I know you do too. Colorado is. Hey, born and bred. One of the few. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that. What, what area? Uh, I grew up in Arvada. Like, okay. Wow. Unincorporated Jeffco, technically. Wow. What high school did you go to? Uh, Arvada West. That's where I went to high school. No way. Yeah. Class of ninety. We're finding this about now. Class of ninety. Class of two thousand seven. Wow. James Bond style. Yes, <laughs> man. How cool is that? Yeah. It's wow. That's amazing. Yeah. When I was there, so you were there. Wildcat, probably, fellow Wildcat wild, alum. That's right. <laughs> that's right, man. Nice. I, I had good times at the school. I know a lot of people didn't like high school. I I also had a very good experience compared to like what people talk about the horror stories of high school. Yeah, my high school days were were great. Yeah. I mean, there weren't. I wasn't. I was. It was just right. It was perfect. I had a lot of good fun. It was a really unified group of class. You know. Yeah. We were kind of wild. They put a fence oh, around yeah. the school after. Well, that we doesn't left. surprise me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they they had to change a lot of the rules after our class. <laughs> Apparently, our class like just shut everything down because. So cool. <laughs> We were too much to deal with, but, um, yeah, love that. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's actually where my gym is now is in Arvada. Hmm. Um, that was one of the reasons I went there is because most of the people that I get in touch with off of social media are people I went to high school with. Hmm. 
So most people that reach out to me for help with nutrition and with fitness are old high school people. So I thought it was appropriate that I, and, and you know what? It's not just because of the area, but the gym is a incredible gym. Mm -hmm. It's owned by Miguel Gomez. He's, uh, it's privately owned. It's not a corporate gym. I went there. Uh, it's been almost two years when I went there, we were running a gym and, and we'll talk about this too. Kind of how yeah, we met. Yeah. We were running a gym just up the street. Uh, this happened during COVID. So I was at Casa Bonita, March 16th, the governor shuts everything down. Wow. 2020. I count the money at Casa Bonita. I put the money in the safe. I lock it. I punch my code in the door. I walk out and I'm thinking I'll be back in two weeks. And that was the end. Wow. You know, and we were getting, all of us were getting paid. We were getting the unemployment checks, mm -hmm. which was, you know, generous. But at the same time, I know it was a rough for a lot of people. Yeah. I didn't know what we were going to do. And our neighbors up the street, Joe and Vince, I just said, Hey, I've done something before with fitness. I guarantee I could probably get 15 people involved. We could probably get everybody throwing like 150, 200 bucks. We could put together a fitness challenge and just start something and see what happens. And it, the we, the wheels started moving. We had, you know, about 10, 15 people in there. Um, and then when things started opening back up, I, I knew we're not, and especially we're in, involved in a homeowners association. We have a homeowners association. They yeah. don't want us running businesses out of the house. <laughs> Come on, guys. Come on, guys. <laughs> um, so I needed a gym, and I'd been to Miguel's gym before, so we organized an event. And it was just a free event to get people in there. I showed up at that gym, and I was blown away by the community. Hmm. Everybody knew each other. It was just, it was electric in there, and that's when I said, this is where I need to be. So it was kind of rough because I'd paired up with Vince and Joe, but I branched away from those guys and went and paired up with Miguel. Um, so there's six of us there. Now we, we pay rent to Miguel and he allows us to run our business as we see fit. Hmm. And, and I do love it in there, but if, if we can get to how we met. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> okay. do it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, cause you know, we both had a similar experience in a way of how we met because I moved in that year actually. Um, at the, towards the end of the summer, COVID, uh, 2020, I think August or September or October is when I moved in actually. Gotcha. I think I signed the, the contracts on in August and you know, I don't know. You just kind of, you, you take in the neighborhood and, yeah, yeah. and one day I see this dude just, <laughs> just ripped, shredded <laughs> with a fucking tank top down to the, you know, the hip, just so you can see all the striations and just like, I think you were just walking your dog or something, but I was like, Oh man, we got some, uh, we got some animals in this, in this, in this neighborhood. I got to, um, yeah, I got to, I thought I was going to be the fit guy on the block, but no, sir. Dude, I yeah. love it. <laughs> um, mine was, and it's crazy cause it's, um, you and Kira both. Mm -hmm. And my interaction with both of you was very similar. Mm. So I, you know, I teach core power yoga. Yeah. I teach yoga sculpt and I teach, teach hot power. Fusion. And I want to say something about that later. Yeah. Too. Okay, cool. We'll, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it because it's not what you think. Yeah, it <laughs> is. Uh, it, it's funny today. I, I taught a class at one thirty today mm -hmm. and, oh, there were a couple women in there that, 
had no idea what was going on and the class starts and we progressively increase intensity and 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 that's one of my favorite parts about that class mm -hmm. is that when people come in and you see all of a sudden by the end it's just very high, a heightened sense of intensity and you just weren't ready for it but you realize you were yeah, yeah. all along mm -hmm. but that's where i met kira so i was in class and and, and core power yoga has a lot of very fit people, people that are in great shape, very flexible. Kira was the first person I ever saw in there that brought her own weights and her own, she brought her own props. Um, people will bring their own um, bands. Uh, I'm sorry, their own um, blocks, yeah. bring blocks and their, and their own mats. Uh, but she brought like ankle weights in and she was very intentional about her movements. Obviously she shredded. She's absolutely shredded. And I was just blown away by Kira's presence. And it, it's very rare where I'm in that room and I'm intimidated. <laughs> and I was a little intimidated. So we left. Class was over. I came back to our gym here with Joe and Vince. And I was like, oh, my God, this girl. <laughs> I said, you have no idea. This girl I, on next level. You know, I was like, dude, I just I've never met anybody like this girl. And that was the end of it. About a week later, we were doing one of our workouts and we, we run around the block. Yeah. We're running around the block. And that's when I see you for the first time and you're jump roping out in the street, right outside your garage or outside your driveway. And I just saw you and you're just shredded. You're absolutely shredded up. And I... I am very proud of my physique and I, you know, and I know I try to be humble, yeah. but I kind of walk with a strut around the neighborhood <laughs> and if I, I was running, I was like, holy shit. And so I came back to the gym, Joe and Vince were there and I was like, oh my God, do you see that dude? They're like, oh yeah, we've seen him before. I was like, dude, we got to get that guy in here. Like it's just next level. Like, yeah, you shred. I said, I, we gotta, we gotta step our game up. We're not, we're I not. love that. That's how, you know, this is the beauty about, you know, the push that we give each other yes. and you push people so well. Sorry. I didn't mean to. Well, no, you yeah, do too. Felt like inspired, like, damn, I got to step my game up. Well, which that. was the first time you came to Red Rocks was the same way because you, you push and we'll get to that too. But the, the level of intensity and in how you brought and, and I'll, well, actually, we'll talk about that in a second because that's something very meaningful that I want to bring up because it is, um, it, to me, that was a day to remember as well, the first day that you came to Red Rocks. But, um, yeah, so I went back, told those guys, and I, I said, yeah, we got to step it up. We got another dude in the neighborhood that's, you know, shredded. So we're trying to figure out how to get you in there. Well, then I'm walking my dog. I got the little Scotty. Mm -hmm. I'm walking my dog, and and this is about mask time. And I... I was one of the people that was outdoors in a mask. I was one of those guys. <laughs> and you know what? And I wasn't afraid of getting sick. Yeah. I was so caught up in the, the politics of it. And the yoga studio was very strict about COVID. Yeah. Yeah. They took, they had, you had to choose like one pole or the other. Yes. Like, and it, it and it, either way, it's like, you just kind of have to respect the decision. It's like, you're going to yes. either, you're going to lose a big chunk of your audit or your patronage regardless without because question it was divided down everywhere and it's just funny yeah it is kind of funny because of all people that doesn't you know need probably the immune health no someone like you isn't incredible yeah. shape. but anyhow well i'm glad to talk about it now because i 
I thought it was all just overblown. It mm-hmm. bo- the whole thing bothered me, but I was not one of the people that was publicly bothered. And and that was also another thing that, again, like when I first saw you, I'm like, damn, this looks like the most dangerous dude in the neighborhood. <laughs> you know, you just, just, yeah, you have just like a fierceness about you, just the presence again. But when I actually got to know you and, you know, we're still getting to know each other, but it's, it's that time old kind of trope even now where, you know, the warrior is the most gentlest, the most that means humble me. and like, the kindest of all of the people that you meet. That's the same for you as well. A hundred percent without question. So I'm walking my dog, got my mask on. The reason I'm wearing my mask is because I don't want core power yoga really to find out that I'm not following <laughs> rules. So I wore my mask. I'm walking out in the neighborhood. I'm outdoors. And it was kind of funny because some of the neighbors not were offended, but you could tell I walk up and talk to them and, it, and they were kind of, but you're wearing your mask outdoors, <laughs> but I'm walking with my mask. Kira pulls out of the driveway and she goes, Robbie, I look at her. I'm like, Oh my God, Kira, she's my neighbor. <laughs> this is, and I didn't know your name at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, the, your boyfriend's here too. She's like, yeah, yeah. I said, Oh my God, it totally makes sense. <laughs> the two most shredded people I know fit getting after. And I was like, it all made, you know, it all made sense. So, um, and then Kira continued to, she, and she still comes to my class and she brought you in there. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. Cause you were, a heightened sense of intensity in in the area in that space and it is something and you know this it's all up in your head yeah yeah it's in your head and if anybody tries to tell you otherwise it's there you just have to find that spot inside and, and make it happen and the level of intensity that you brought in there it is just impressive and it's inspiring to me now I'll talk about our first time at Red Rocks. So mm-hmm. I organize these workouts for, I, I, I budget three hours a week for community where I do free workouts for the community to try to just um, build awareness about our bodies and our nutrition and how to keep people healthy. But I also do it in mind. And I'd like to, if it's okay, just give a shout out uh, to the Tennyson Center. Absolutely. Good, yeah. the, the, my charity of choice that I always that I've always picked is the Tennyson center for children and they're in Lakewood, Colorado and they help children in need, mostly children that are victims of child abuse. So I always pick that as the charity. So when people ask, you know, people are like, how do we tip you? And it's like, no, this isn't about that. It's about these kids. If you want to donate, then you can donate to that. But I do these free workouts at red rocks and, um, and this is why I love our neighborhood hair sewn who lives at the very end. Mm hmm. Harrison uh, comes up there and he was up there today too. Yeah, Harrison yeah. was up there today. The legend. And he lost his son. His son, Caleb, was 15 years old and he passed away um, back in September. So last September. And you were there for one of the last sessions that Caleb was there for. Mm. So you showed up and it was a very intense workout. Matt was there, Matt Garza, who's also very intense. He was there today. Matt is I was hoping he wouldn't show up. (laughs) No, when he showed up, I was like, oh, here we go. You know what's coming. Because there's going to be one dude out in front, and it's Matt. It's Matt. Matt pushes. (laughs) And and I like that because he was there. He was pushing you. You Mm -hmm. pushed him, and you both impacted Caleb. Mm. And Harrison still goes to Red Rocks every week, even when we don't go up there. Mm -hmm. During the winter, he was going up there because it's his connection with his son. Mm -hmm. And... It's 
I, I just so you understand that how much of an impact that you had on Caleb in just a setting. And that's one thing I just want everybody to understand. Like if you're listening to this, the power of one is significant and your impact that you can create on a life from one encounter with someone is significant it's endless and that is what keeps hair sewn combing because caleb works hard he's a 15 year old boy and he was doing everything he could to keep up with you and matt mm-hmm. and and he he loved what you guys were about and so he wanted to come every week and try to get to that level mm. so um yeah, very. It's just very interesting how, and here we are, you know, full circle. We're here together. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's so beautiful. Like you said, I mean, you know, to take me even out of it, like the one thing, the one person, or just recognizing that in your life. You know, I didn't know exactly why I was supposed to be there that day. And I don't know what everyone else believes, but I did feel like I, I do recognize the significance of, okay, there's a significance why I was there. And I didn't even realize it until now crazy um, isn't it it's really wild and and today again it's just interesting when i feel like i'm more watching the movie of my life sometimes than i'm yeah. even like uh and, you know of course i'm making choices and i'm just applying my myself as much as possible but i don't know always what what's what's the real yeah. significance about of something and and that means a lot to me and i didn't know that about caleb so I'll, thank you for sharing that yeah but, so C- caleb went to alameda um, high school. He was a sophomore when he passed and he was, he actually brought in volleyball to the curriculum there. They didn't have a volleyball team and they had a girls, vo- small girls volleyball team. And he, he created the program there, which is wild that the sophomore boy yeah, is yeah. the one that impacted his, his school in a way that they opened up a whole new sport for, the students there so it, it, he was he, he was a great kid mm-hmm. um i i knew him as a, as a child because him and my children i have two boys you know robbie and joshua mm-hmm. and they grew up together so it's it was it was very rough his passing was rough on me not just because i was close with caleb but because what it did to my boys mm-hmm. and they were deeply affected by that at the same time it was inspiring to see their group of friends band together Mm. and kind of rise above and want to represent Caleb's spirit, which was something that was really cool for me to see. So, um, and if Harrison, if you ever hear this, just know your son is, um, he is a legend and he's someone we, we still talk about him to this day. And I know that you honor him. You know, if you saw Harrison, he's growing out his beard. His beard is mm-hmm. in of, remembrance of the pirate of Alameda so he can represent Caleb's legacy. And he, and he goes, yeah, he's not going to cut it, which <laughs> I think is cool. Yeah, I love that. And again, the power of one. I mean, Caleb, you know, is not here in this plane or whatever you might call it. But yeah his significance is still rippling. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, and I feel it's appropriate to say it. I know because probably some people are wondering how did he pass away? And I know that's something I was taught growing up is when someone passes away or when you hear news about it, you're never supposed to say what happened Hmm. because the significance of their death or their passing is not what is important. It's their life. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk about and celebrate their life and not what happened. But in saying that it was 
a very unusual circumstance. They were on a family vacation in Florida and he drowned in the hotel pool Hmm. and his drowning was, um, just something unexpected. Caleb was in very good shape. And what he had been doing was he was trying to hold his breath underwater and he'd been doing it all day, seeing how long he could hold his breath. And by the end of the day, everyone was used to him just going underwater and people kind of lost sight. He went underwater and never came back up. So, which was also a testament to his will. Yeah. He he was, he was, his passing was because he was pushing himself to another level, you know? So it is very interesting. And it is one thing to just take this time and anybody that's listening when you're around pools with children, it is just try try to be mindful and pay attention to it. You just never know. And also hug your children. I heard something recently too. And I go off on tangents a lot. Tangent life is real here. It's real. (laughs) Do you not worry? You're not the first. (laughs) Um, but it was actually, I saw a clip of Joe Rogan. He had some guy on his podcast that said, uh, pretend that you're 70 years old and you've gone back in time and you're a time traveler witnessing this moment. How are you going to enjoy this? How are you going to spend this moment? Mm. And that's how I try to be that way with my kids is instead of trying to push them or ride them is just try to enjoy your time with them. Cause you never know, you know how long it's going to be, but yeah. So transitioning, transition, transitioning. transitioning. So yeah, I'm into fitness now. All I do is I teach at Core Power Yoga. I spend, I split my time between Core Power Yoga and I split my time between the gym and I mostly assist with personal training and small groups, but my real passion, I guess you could say, is nutrition hmm. and trying to help people with food and have healthy relationships with food. Let food be thy medicine. <laughs> I agree with that. That is obviously uh, the old school Hippocrates. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it's Paracelsus. I don't know. It's one of the only ancient Greek. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what either of those words mean. <laughs> those are two dudes that lived a long time ago. Gotcha. But anyhow, yeah, that's like another, you know, it's a, it's a huge, tell me more about that. Yeah. So, um, it, it's silly. Most people that are very successful in one endeavor usually have something in common and that's some sort of trauma or some sort of hurt or loss that pushes you. I was riding through life, just getting from one station to the next, having no idea how I was doing it. It just was working out. And I was in a relationship with this girl and I, and I just loved this girl. She was living with me at the house up the street. And one day I came home and everything was gone the paintings on the wall. I mean, just everything. She just moved everything out. And that was the moment that I said, I'm going to be a different person. It just flipped for me. I didn't try to beg her to come back. I didn't try to, um, change her mind. I just said, and I knew I was a, I wasn't a great successful person. I mean, I had the job at the restaurant I was very Mm -hmm. successful there, but I was just flying by the seat of my pants and I literally changed everything about my life in that moment right there. I used to smoke cigarettes, which is wild. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I used to drink a lot of alcohol. I partied a lot. It's funny to me because most people who know me now don't realize that I was at Casa Bonita. Mm-hmm. The people that realize that I was at Casa Bonita are blown away. They're like, oh my goodness, you were at Casa Bonita. 
what's funny are the people that know me from Casa Bonita are blown away that I'm into health and nutrition because I was <laughs> a degenerate. I, I, I did a great job at the restaurant. I was always very focused. I, was, I, I felt like I had good qualities there, but mm-hmm. oh, I, I partied. Yeah, yeah. Um, all the time. And so, and I just switched everything about my life. I was always kind into fitness. I, I thought to me, fitness was running. I would go out for jogs. And I, when I changed everything, I got back into jogging. And what's kind of crazy is I fell up the street jogging and I hurt my elbow. And I, I went to the doctor and I was like, yeah, I hurt my, my elbow. And he said, you need to get a gym membership, quit running outdoors. So I got a gym membership and that's what got me into lifting weights. Mm. And then I did a new uh, fitness program and that's where I learned about nutrition mm. and I learned how important that the food and what we put in our body is. And you know what? I'll tell you the crazy thing. I quit drinking and now I'll still drink now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I'll, I'll still cut loose a little and, bit here and there, here and there. And it's you know nice what? to be able to do that, you know, and I, I'll tell you this. I smoke weed. <laughs> um, I, I do. It's, yeah. it's something I, I partake in. Um, I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't, I don't partake in any of that. And I don't do drugs anymore. I don't do like any of the hard drugs, but I, I, I still, you know, enjoy, I still enjoy life, you know, to an extent, but when I quit doing everything, I went cold Turkey. I quit smoking cigarettes. I quit smoking pot, quit drinking. And I went to the gym and I ran into this, this dude that I worked with and he was like, Oh my God, dude, you're changing. I said, yeah. And, <laughs> and I told him everything I was doing and he goes, you're drinking pop. And I go, yeah. He goes, you drink pop. <laughs> and he was blown away. I said, Oh yeah, I love pop. And he goes, well, you might as well smoke cigarettes and drink beer. <laughs> and that blew me away. I said, really? He goes, Oh yeah. That's like the worst thing you can do for yourself. So that was the last time I drank pop. I quit drinking pop. And that was the worst withdrawals. Oh really? <laughs> I've ever experienced. Oh in my yeah. Life. The sugar withdrawals. Ooh. Crazy. Absolutely. <laughs> crazy uh for a while i thought i had cancer really you know? oh yeah i was having night sweats my i just everything was off and then that's what i realized was like oh it's because i quit because you're probably pre-diabetic or something even i bet like pre-type 2 diabetes maybe oh i bet especially because working in the if, restaurant depending on like yeah yeah if you're eating like all kinds of if the consciousness that people have around that stuff it's not any fault of their own but it's no. just like I, that's where i was until i had you know again my own awakening to Oh shit. My, my chiropractor first time I went to like an alternative practitioner instead of, you know, the mainstream medicine, which they don't really talk about or teach any of this stuff that he was like, yeah, you're basically almost a diabetic. You better lay off the sugar. Otherwise, you know, I was trying to figure out what's going on with my shin splints because I couldn't develop muscle tissue and I couldn't develop healthy tissue for the same reason. Unreal. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's all around us. Yeah. It's, it's everywhere. I'll tell you this because I work with people all the time and, mm-hmm. and it's the hardest thing is, is being an American. <laughs> yeah. It is. Cause it's, it's in everything. It's in everything around us. Um, but yeah, I cut the sugar out and really started focusing on the two cornerstones. So what I do is I help people. It's an eight step program. Mm. It's very simple. I go through eight simple steps, but it's, all centered around how many calories you burn versus how many calories you consume. That's cornerstone one. Cornerstone number two 
is your breakdown of your macronutrients, which is your fat, your protein, and your carbs. Mm. And every client I've ever worked with is completely deficient in protein. <laughs> the majority of them are deficient in fat, which is wild. Mm. All of them consume many carbs. <laughs> and many carbs come from sugar. Wheat. Wheat, it, yes. Unbleached wheat flour. I mean, just look at the first ingredient in everything and that's in the center of like the kit or the yeah. grocery store. You know, it's, it's everywhere. It's numero uno everywhere. Yeah. It's mind boggling. So that is where I, I really started gaining muscle. So I was 150 pounds and I was 20% body fat when my girlfriend left me. I went, I can't a, imagine you were 150 pounds. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> went in and what's wild is like I said, I run into people and they're like, who are you? From the restaurant. Yeah. And it's funny because when people, you know, people that know me now are like, you've worked at Casa Bonita. They can't even believe it. <laughs> but this is also should be a testament that anybody can change their life. And that's not a long, I mean, it's been three years. It's been three years since I worked at the restaurant, but it's been seven years since the, the since change. Since the incident, since the impetus of like this lifestyle yeah. rebirth. And it's enough to where my children don't remember how I used to be. Wow. So when the change happened, my children were very happy because I wasn't drinking alcohol anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how much of an impact that that had on them. I was not like abusive with them or I didn't yell at them. There was no, but I was inebriated a lot mm. and they appreciated that I was coherent and had clarity. And so it's funny, it's funny last night, me and Robbie, my oldest talked about it. And I said, do you remember how I used to be? And he's like, no, I don't remember how it was. And he was. You know, he would have been 12 at the time when that wasn't something that you can't remember, but he's like, yeah, you can't remember how it was, but anybody can make these changes. Mm -hmm. Anybody can do it. It's funny. We always see the videos, the memes, the reels where dudes get dumped. Yeah. It's a class. I mean, it is one of the most ubiquitous and like archetypal versions of what rock bottom means for a lot of men. Yeah. It's like that moment when she left. Yeah, that can be enough. And thank, thank God for her for doing yes. that. Yeah. You know? So um, yeah, and I'll say it now too. And I, I don't really talk about her a lot, but um, and it's still there's a little bit of sting, a little bit of hurt that happened. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I understand it wasn't her fault. Yeah. But I'm very grateful she did that. And if she probably would have given me a chance, I would have stumbled and kept doing the same thing. So that awakened me and push me to get outside my comfort zone. But what I do is I help people now try to get to that next level. And I do it through very basic steps. Mm. My first fitness program I got involved in, I think there was, and, and this is where I was a client. I wasn't leading it. Mm -hmm. I think there were 25 people in the group was what it was capped out at. And I, and I believe this is what most trainers do. This is what most fitness professionals do. When you sign up for a program, they give you a packet, an email, they give you some sort of information that details literally everything that you need to do, all of it. And people follow that for three, four, five days, and then it's over, <laughs> always. And I was one of, there were two people in our group that stayed through the entire program. And we finished first and second. We were first place and second place in the fitness challenge. Everybody else dropped off. <laughs> 
And then when I started doing this for a living, I followed that same model. I would give you all of the information, all of the tools. And my success rate was zero. Mm. I had zero people gaining any results. And then I switched to the steps. And I started very small. The first step is all we do is we track your sleep and water. Because these are things you're, you're, you're doing it right now. Oh yeah. Everybody is. If you don't sleep and if you don't drink, you're, you die. I mean, it's so great. I love that you're, you're really focused on these fundamentals and, uh, you know, I can talk more about why, but I just want to go keep us taking, taking us through the steps. Yeah. Um, I'll be brief on it because this could probably take up four or five podcasts easily. It's not, but I'll be very brief, but I, I always start off with just sleep and water because these are things that you're already doing. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I get you in the habit of tracking these statistics. And it's less about me trying to tell you how much you need to sleep or how much water you need to drink. And I'll state this for the record now, um, all health organizations last October switched their standards. It used to be humans are supposed to drink a half an ounce to an ounce of water per pound of body weight. They switched that last October to your urine color. Your urine color is supposed to be a, a indicator, a light, an indicator, yeah. light yellow. Yeah. So, or blue, or blue. <laughs> Sorry, oh I've, I've been God. taking a supplement called methylene blue. Oh It'll actually turn your pee blue. Is this real? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let you have some. It's a fun experience. Okay, well I'm excited now. <laughs> blue pee. I uh, wow. Um, so, I I never tell people what they should be doing. I love that. I try to team up with people and. And just assist with accountability. Hmm. And we're teammates in this together. And so my goal is to get you to track these statistics. And then it be one, you gain awareness about what you're doing. If you're tracking your sleep, well, it becomes important to you now. And I don't need to tell you what you need to do. Hmm. But two, once you get into the habit of tracking that statistic, and if you can do that for 7, 10, 15 days, then we increase intensity. And so that's what my program is, is we always increase intensity, but we will not go to the next level until you've mastered the current level. Some people are already at level at step five, level five, when they meet me, hmm. some people we're months in and they can only get into step three or four, which is fine. Yeah. Everybody's different, Yeah, but it's how do we improve ourselves? little by little over time because this is what's sustainable and i believe what most people struggle with is a major change that needs to shift them and i'm one of the lucky people that a major change worked for me mm -hmm. it doesn't work for everybody most people aren't like that so it is how do you change your life incrementally incrementally yeah and that's all we do in understanding that this is something, any diet that you're going to get on these crash diets, they, they work until they're done. Yeah. And then when it's over, where do you well, go? Exactly. I mean, I treat all of those things and every program almost that I ever interact with and engage with as it's a journey. Yeah. And it's an awareness journey. It's to increase my awareness of this new dimension of health that someone's approached it from this angle and that can help bring like you said, once I have the awareness, I don't need to, I don't need to will myself through these things. It becomes part of the way I operate. 
because I just know, okay, this is, I'm not getting enough sleep. My, my pee's gold, you know, (laughs) it's, I need to do something about that. It's, it's not something that I have to focus on and make habitual, which I don't know what you feel like. I I have a little thing with habits and things. I love that people can use that to build themselves an on-ramp and build momentum and the conscious choice is how you can get to the next in level of intensity usually. Yeah. And the habit has to have room for that programmed in, which I sounds like your, your, um, program does really well, which is, it's, it's always adaptive to where someone's at and it's always about empowering them in their ownership of that, that mental thing that we talked about in the very beginning, where it's all comes down to just, you can do it and you just have to know that you can. Yeah. And just do it. Yeah. <laughs> one of my, one of my colleagues at the gym, his name is Heido. And he, we, we had a, a, a video shoot a few weeks ago and our goal was give us your number one fitness tip. Hmm. And so Heido got on and said, we said, what's your number one tip? And he's like, quit bullshitting. Don't bullshit yourself. You don't need me to tell you what you need to do. Mm-hmm. You already know. Just do it. Yeah. And then we'll help you with it. So that's a lot of why I love what I do is because you just help people. Yeah, yeah. And you're so great at helping people. I mean, I can't push myself like that on my own in that setting, in cardio and in right, right, right. stretching. There's, there's specific things, and parkour being one of them, where, again, I was lucky enough, like you were lucky enough, to have something that really motivated me to become super healthy and just to get more and more conscious about my body and actually how it operates and what's going to work and what doesn't yeah. and run some experiments to, to build upon so I can master certain levels and move on to the next one. But still another revelation that I had further down the road was I can't do everything on my own. Yeah. It'd be great if I could, you know, that in principle, sometimes even like maybe I should be able to, but ultimately I don't really care about any of that. Like I know now that I, if I want to push myself that way, I got to go to Red Rocks or I got to go to your class. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to get the best out of me in, oh, in that, that means realm. so much to me. <laughs> that means so much to because me. I can't do that on my own. You know, yeah. I will not, I won't push myself. I can't crack the whip that hard on myself yeah. for some reason. Yeah. I do like that a lot. And it does mean a lot to me. But, I, I feel how I feel about the groups that I administer are and 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 I'll, I'll tell you it means a lot to me that you give me the kudos and you give me the praise that does it means a lot to me but i honestly believe well i know what it is it's something that we as a group have created together mm. when i first started this endeavor um even at core power i remember my classes were like two and three people and i'm trying to will people to get to the next level and the shift happened when the people when when I started taking feedback from the people and instead of me creating a class or me creating environment, it was us building it together. Mm -hmm. All of my quotes, all of my programming, the music I use, everything has come from the community. We've put this together and, and it's built over time. So a lot of times I feel like I'm just riding a wave and, and I know there's sometimes I feel like I have to push the momentum it's very rare now. I'm, I feel like I'm pushing the envelope. Like today, you saw it. Yeah. I'm at the back of the group. <laughs> I was just hanging at the back. The people that are, you know, because I know there's you, there's Matt, there's um. Today was Aaron as well. Aaron was Aaron, up there. Yeah. There's people that push, and you're gonna, you. I can count on you 
to go to the next level. And then I can help the people in the back try to get to their next level. Well, that's your genius. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, the genius of like a real leader. And, and that is why you ultimately, I think, deserve the kudos. And yes, everyone that deserves so it for showing up because by showing up, you don't know what you're going to do for the group. Yeah, you might be showing up for yourself, but like I just found out, you know, I'm going to, I might actually be having a greater impact on those around me than I ever even intended to. Yeah. Um, and which is why it's so cool when people show up and who shows up and why. Yeah. And, you know, but, but yeah, that, that is an amazing genius of yours is to actually be able to take your ego out of it and, and let what needs to happen happen. Yeah. It's been a lot of fun for me. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Well, let's let's get into that class, that yoga class, a little bit because yeah. I'm not sure if anyone, everyone understands at least yet. You know, when you think of core power and when you think of yoga in studios, there's sort of a a vibe that comes to mind for most people, and it's a oh, little yeah. bit more parasympathetic than Zen. sympathetic. Zen. Yeah. It might be hot, might be, but there, it's not intensity. Is no. not the word that most people use, or if it's intense, it's, it's, uh, maybe just because it's a really hot class, you know, and some people yes. really push the envelope with the heat and I like that too. Um, but it is still a very much just holding postures. What people don't necessarily always realize when, when they show up for one of your classes yeah. is there's a whole nother dimension. And what's so interesting is that now has become why everyone shows up yeah. to that class. And then when you're out of town and the teacher doesn't know how to do that, yeah. they're like, God, oh, this just isn't it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if you heard that. I'm sure you've heard, you know, whispers and bless the teachers that are covering for you, obviously. But yeah. at the same time, the students miss that because they are showing up to, like I just mentioned, get pushed to get themselves to that next level and to really resonate with the energy of the room of, you know, you create that container where it's like, yeah, we're all going to go harder than, than maybe we thought we could, but we always find yeah. ourselves capable at the end. Yeah. I remember, so I have a mentor. Her name is Rita Fountain. She's the reason I got into yoga. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning, I was only bodybuilding. So that's all I was doing was just trying to get jacked. I was putting you know, a lot of protein in my body. I put on about 40 pounds of muscle, feeling good. And Rita said, you need to come take my class. And I was like, yoga? <laughs> yeah, right. She kept telling me, she goes, no, 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 it's intense. And it is, it's everybody thinks that. Everybody thinks that about yoga. Like, I, I'm just gonna go in there and stretch. <laughs> and, and granted, there are teachers that are that way. And that is why people think that. Yeah. And, and I get that, that there are instructors, there are classes, there is a, an element to yoga that is more zen. My experiences were not that. My first yoga class I went to was Yoga Sculpt with Rita Fountain at the Littleton studio. I walked in, it's a bunch of women in the room. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, this is great. Take my shirt off, I'm all jacked. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> show every one of you up in here. You have no idea the Classic whirlwind. dude or maneuver, like just. Oh yeah. Every, every dude's first yoga class is this that class started and i was completely humbled i was embarrassed <laughs> i was absolutely embarrassed uh the ending couldn't come quick enough i and i walked out i was drenched in sweat and i was like that is the hardest workout i'd ever done and then i was addicted mm. and from then on that was my experience with yoga always I only went to Yoga Sculpt and I only went to Rita's class. 
And Rita kept telling me, you need to go take a hot power fusion. I was like, I'm not going to go do yoga. <laughs> Same thing, yoga. Even though I'm doing yoga, yoga, whatever. And I went and took her hot power fusion class. Completely different. It's, um, it's a fusion of hot style yoga, which is more of holding poses, mm-hmm. which is very intense as well. Hot yoga is very intense. Blended with power, which is vinyasa. Power yoga means vinyasa, which is breath with movement. So you're moving with your breath. Um, it was like 105 degrees. Oh, I died in there. And then I was addicted to that. And that's all I want to do is hot power fusion. Uh, I did not want to take a C2 class. <laughs> got into the C2. Got a D. Every, every experience I've had with the yoga has been, it's just intense. So... Um, Rita made me her plus one. I was a free, I would go for free all the time. Mm. Rita got a job with Charlotte's web as their, um, she does like their partnerships with Charlotte's web right now. She's very successful. So she told me, she said, Hey, I'm not going to be here anymore. You're not going to get my plus one. She got to pay for a membership. But if you get on the cleaning crew, mm-hmm. you get on the cleaning crew and you get a discount. So it's it pretty much free. I was like, I'll oh, sign me up. So I got on the cleaning crew from there, I got talked in to be a teacher. <laughs> I said, you need to go take the teacher training program. I went to the teacher training program. Um, I can't tell you how intimidating that was. Mm. I walked into teacher training, opened up the door, looked in. It's all these 18, 19, 20-year-old girls. I'm an old man with gray hair. <laughs> I walked in that room, and I was like, I do not fit here. And it was intimidating to me. I went in there. All of these girls seemed like they knew what they were doing. They were bred. They were meant to be mm-hmm. yoga instructors. Mm-hmm. And I'm just this old man that works at Casa Bonita. <laughs> um, halfway through, it was Halloween. We had teacher training during Halloween. It was the first Halloween I missed for my children. I always took my kids out trick-or-treating. Mm-hmm. That was their last year of trick-or-treating coincidentally because they weren't little kids anymore (laughs) i didn't take them so i was kind of bummed and it just i didn't feel like it was for me i was an inhale and an exhale away from standing up and walking out and saying i'm done with this and one of the instructors pulled me aside and said and it's something i'll always remember this is not my time this is your time this is your space this is your mat robbie you take what you want from it. You give back what you can. And I'll always remember that. I went back in, breathe in, breathe out. Who cares what happens? And from that moment on, I knew I was going to be a teacher. Hmm. I finished my training, got certified. Uh, one of the instructors, her name was Kata. She said, uh, Robbie, you want to teach now, huh? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm showing up to the audition. She goes, what audition? I was like, the audition. I know there's one like at this studio. She goes, you can't go to that. I go, why? She goes, you have to get invited. I said, well, who invites you? She goes, a studio manager. <laughs> I said, okay. Are you a studio manager? Yeah, invite me. She goes, it doesn't work that way. So I was deflated. You know, I just spent all this money, time, effort, energy into getting certified to find out I would never teach a class. Mm. And... I was on the cleaning crew. So what I would do is I would go and clean. And then late at night, I had access to the studio. I would put my playlist on. I'd, I'd go in the studio, turn the lights on, and I would teach to an empty room. And on Christmas Eve, April Zimbelman, who was the 
manager for the Littleton studio, she walked in on me. It was like 10 o'clock at night, Christmas Eve, I'm alone. And I thought I was in trouble. She walked in, she's like, what the fuck are you doing in here? <laughs> I was like, I'm practicing. She goes, for what? I said, I wanna teach. She goes, you wanna teach that bad? I said, yeah. She goes, why don't you come in on Thursday and we'll let you do a class. I walked in on Thursday, supposed to be me in April. April goes, do you just wanna teach the class? I said, hell yeah. Went in, it was like 45 people, it was packed, and that was the end of it. It was one of the worst classes I ever taught, but <laughs> from then on I was in, nice. you know, and that was kind of everything changed. So I'm I'm still there. I My, my goal is to eventually have my own gym. Um, I have my brand, which is called Mobile Muscle. Hey. Yeah, that's my eventual goal is to get passive income from that through eBooks, nutrition programming, um, I still feel like I'm about two years away from that, but getting closer. Um, but I don't think I'll ever leave core power yoga simply because of the experience that I get there, the community, and it's just free marketing. Hmm. It's every time I'm in front of a, a group of people in there. That's why it's like my social media. I don't really market all that much. I mean, I share things that people say, but it's mostly, um, being in the studio that kind of gets me, um, I mean, it's honestly, that's how I met you. Yeah. You know, even though we're neighbors, that's where I, you know, met you was through Kira, met you. And that's why I'm here today on this. And <laughs> I can't tell you, I've been so excited about this <laughs> all, you know, for three weeks since we planned, I've been very excited to do this, um, which was interesting because it was, I came to you and was like, Hey, I'd like to interview you for my Instagram. <laughs> and you were like, you know, I do this. And I was like, really? And you're like, yeah, I got a studio and. So I'm glad that it worked out. I'm so know. glad. Yeah, this is, you know, again, another beautiful treat of life for me that just showed up at the right time. And, you know, I've been wanting to reach out and do more. Obviously, yeah, I don't know what you know about the podcast. We've, and height drop, the phrase comes from parkour. It's kind of a slang for just a big drop when, when you take, it's sort of like a pejorative, uh, not even a pejorative, but it's, it's it's an inside joke for parkour practitioners for taking big drops. And oh, okay, explain it's, this. It's uh, it's kind of like something that it's tongue in cheek because you would never really want to just take a big height drop. It's not good for your body, but also people would start to take them to flex on you know the internet and whatever and and just show gotcha. like how how much drop. What's the highest thing they could just drop off of interesting and uh and it's kind of like a satirical in that way and so i loved that phrase because i, I had some other repurposes in my mind for what it could mean in, in more of an existential and more of a universal manner um because i do think that you know you go on the website for that but anyhow it's like it's just it doesn't take itself too seriously and it reminds me of my roots in parkour and that's what got me into fitness that's what got me into thinking about my life in a bit more of a useful and service oriented way even and uh really sharpening my sword is you know i i used to you know this this t-shirt is what the was the first brand that my friends and i started wow myrmidons and what is it called it was called merm which was short for myrmidons which were these greek warriors wow and uh, we had like all draw your sword sharpen your sword we had all these sword oh, wow. references because the greeks used their swords and anyhow so that was um, this sort of genesis behind this show. But then, you know, I've wanted to really expand it. And so I love that I had the opportunity to to have you on. Yeah. Because this, is, this has been more perfect conversation than I ever thought it would have been even. Yeah, you know? it's kind of interesting. I, 
I've been telling everybody all week, you know, today we had a, a teacher class where they were going to teach us more assistance. Mm -hmm. So I had to like assist people in their, in their poses, which is an interesting story in itself. I don't do assists. You've been in my class. I don't yeah. touch people. No, it's just something I don't do. Um, <laughs> they really wanted me to be there for that. I would have shown up for it, but I'm yeah. not, I'm still never going to touch anybody. It's yeah. just not my, it's not how you run a class. <laughs> it's not how I do it. And yeah. I've been on the other end of human resources, you know, <laughs> where, where you're admitting men touching a woman. I just don't do that. But, um, you know, today they had that and they, they said, are you going to stay? And I said, no, I'm going on to a podcast. They go, what podcast? They go, yeah, it's about parkour. They go, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about parkour, which is nuts because this is the first time it's come up. Yeah. Um, is right now. I do know my kids are fascinated with it. Um, it's my youngest Joshua thinks you are a superhero because <laughs> he sees your online content mm -hmm. and he's just like, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, he lives right at a couple blocks, you know, a couple houses up from us. You know what I mean? He's right there, but it's, it's very impressive. Um, Kira as well. Kira's the content that she puts up too is just in, incredible as well. Both of what she's you guys do. Insane. I mean, she's not only is she a brilliant parkour practitioner, but she, you know, a world champion pole. Oh Yeah performer she's really really getting into dance and is becoming super expert at that and her ballet i mean she just does the whole thing and of course in yoga you know that next level is just you know she's i don't i don't know anyone who's more fit and and more like you said kind of focused and present yeah. to her practice well to you too it's the two of you together you guys are a match made <laughs> in heaven for sure Cause it was, like I said, it was funny when she came out of the driveway that first day and I was like, Oh my God, this is where the dude, now it all makes sense. <laughs> oh my God. It all makes sense. Of course. The two people I talked about, you know, yeah. Like, yeah, they're together for sure. I definitely feel super lucky. And, and she's one of those people that calls me to my highest too. Um, and it pushes me. Yeah. Which I think is, and for those of you mm -hmm. watching, listening, I can't speak enough how important that is, mm. is being in a relationship that lacks a sense of comfort. Mm -hmm. um, not saying you shouldn't be comfortable with your partner, but you need to be in a relationship that forces being uncomfortable mm -hmm. because this is where you're going to grow together. And this is where, I mean, do you, you know, it's funny, my girlfriend, Sonny, mm -hmm. what we go out and we'll do like trail runs. And I, I always have to remind myself, this is what you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> This is what you wanted. You yeah, wanted yeah. to be with somebody that's going to push you because she takes off. And I'm like, geez, you're just struggling to keep up. But it's like, D -d -d this is what you signed up for. Yeah. You wanted to be with a partner, somebody that pushes you to, to get outside and work to that next level, you know? And it's, most people don't have that. Yeah. True. Know? Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Um, I want to get back, I guess, to the, to the steps we went, we went, you know, oh, yeah. doing all kinds of stuff, but just to, to pick up well, where just, we left off. For, well, I'll for, just tell you, cause, and like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it Yeah, and, and I'll plug myself here. Yeah. Um, I offer a free month of this. So I do accountability and nutrition training and coaching. Mm. If that's something you're interested in, and I'm sure you'll put this in the video description. Oh but yeah. My email address is rob at mobile muscle max.com. Uh, you can email me there and I can set up a free month with you and go and go through this program with you. Uh, in, in essence, the eight steps gets you to tracking your caloric output versus what your input is. The macros. And then, it, well, that's your calories. And then 
the other part is is getting your um, your macros, mm. and that's getting an even balance of the three. Mm. But it is it's just overwhelming. Life will inevitably derail you. No matter what, it's going to sideswipe you, and whatever plan you had is going to be thrown out the window. That's why I believe in the steps is take just step one. You get derailed, go back to step one and then throw step two in. And then eventually you're back to step eight where you're doing all of this together. Mm. Um, as opposed to, I got, I got to, I got to throw everything in at once. And that's my only way to succeed. It just, it doesn't work for most people. You know, it's just, it's just not how it is, you know, realistically. It falls outside the zone of proximal development is what, you know, the, this famous researcher used to call it. And this was something that I, I brought into my parkour training as well is there's a lot of momentum you can build by picking the right challenge. So, you know, like your son, Josh, he's going to look at me doing whatever on Instagram. He's going to be like, that's insane. And it is insane for him to do it because he hasn't had any practice. Yeah. But the way that you get to that is just the same way you're talking about. It's just baby incremental steps. And it's just, you don't, go out you can't be inside your comfort zone forever otherwise you'll never grow but if you pick the right challenge the one that's just on the edge and you just continuously pick the right one eventually the right one is insane looking to everyone else absolutely you know but it's it's the humility actually that it takes to to pick the right challenge when you're first getting started or even in when you have a lot of good days in a row you still have to wake up every morning going okay where am i at where am i really at right now and what's the right challenge for me to develop some momentum? Because even Beautiful. if I did a, a wild backflip, you know, through over a roof gap yesterday, it's a new day, <laughs> you know, whatever. Unreal. Um, you know, I have a little bit of a background with parkour, but not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this, and this is probably disingenuous. I, I don't even know. But when I grew up, and that's why I, I love that you got a trampoline out back. That's just awesome. I grew up on a trampoline. We always had a trampoline growing up. And I, and I, I grew up in Kansas, mm. Dodge City, Kansas. I moved here when I was in high school. So, and, I, and I went to Arvada West. Came in, went to Arvada West. and As was, a freshman or? As a sophomore. Okay. So my first day, I remember walking in and was like, I never want to go back to Kansas. <laughs> but when I was in Kansas, we always had a trampoline. And I remember, and it's just because you talk about backflips. I could do flips and I could do two front flips. I could jump on the trampoline and hit two front flips in the air and land oh, nice. on my feet. Yeah, I, you know, I was real, I had some, a level of de- a dexterity, but I could not do a backflip. <laughs> I could not. And it's crazy because I've always heard a backflip is easier than a front flip. It is. It's just scarier. I, but you know what? It's just, it's in your head, right? Yeah. It was, in, it was just always in my head. I could even fall back on my back so I could jump on my back and, then like and do a backflip, but it was still a little bit of a rotation. So I was going over my shoulder as Mm -hmm. opposed to, I just don't know what it is. And I, and I have an extreme fear of heights so much so that if there's heights on TV, like if you're watching TV and someone's up on the, and they look over the edge, I, oh, my butthole clenches, you know, I'm like, I'm on the edge of my seat. So I, I have a high level of respect, you know, for what you do, you know, that Kira does that you do together, your community, you have something it's it's impressive it's expression i love that you can do that you can express yourself it's free flowing mm-hmm. you know you kind of pick your path and it's just it's fascinating 
to me to watch it and to see it. And I always just, I'm always just, I don't know if jealous is the right word, <laughs> but I'm always, it's always kind of stings. I was like, fuck, I wish I could do that stuff, <laughs> you know, but I know I could. It's just, you got to push yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. You do. You got to get, you got to get outside your comfort zone and do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's never too late. And yeah, I'd be happy to take you out back and maybe we could get you to backflip finally, or maybe we could. Dude, I would love that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll try that after we wrap up here. If there's, if you have some time. Yeah. I might need a diaper. <laughs> you might need to get me on those adult we got diapers. Some pads. We got some. Okay. Yeah. You might need. You're kind of a big dude. It'd be, I don't like spotting <laughs> people that are bigger than me, but I could maybe uh, work with you. We'll see. Yeah. You know, um, at the restaurant too, I worked with a lot of divers and that was always a lot of fun too. Those guys were, Oh yeah. I had, the dive team would take me out and work out with me and I would bring them to the gym and I would do a workout. So they would come with me and lift weights. And then I would go and do like their swimming workouts. Mm. And I just remember how, Oh my God, how Dude, intense swimming is one of the most brutal cardio things. I think maybe you can do at, at all. I agree. I a hundred percent swimming agree. laps is the only thing that's actually made me throw up in my yeah. life. I, and that's humbling as well. Yeah. Is, is swimming and then those guys their core strength you know because they did a bunch of, i learned a lot of core exercises from them mm -hmm. that were um and they did a good job of teaching mind to muscle that connection mm -hmm. which i you know if there's two things that i can preach about fitness is is one is getting your form correct and doing things correctly mm -hmm. and then two is creating a mind to muscle connection that allows you to use progressive overload um, but those guys did a good job of teaching me. That's a phrase you always hear me say is mind to muscle connection. And that is trying to get your brain to connect with the specific muscle group. And that's one thing that I, you know, like I'm, I'm sure that that's how you guys are as well is figuring out what muscle you need to activate to get you to get to that next level or. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a surreal experience sometimes where, you know, obviously everyone's different. I have the sort of constitution where if I get into the right state of mind, I can do some really amazing stuff, but I'm not very consistent. So I kind of oscillate. Like I'll have these huge peaks and I'll have some pretty low valleys. I'll have off days where I'm just way off and it's, it's actually ridiculous. You wouldn't think that I could, it's not even safe for me to do the stuff that I have done because there's quite a bit of variability in wow. my, in my ability. But when I get into the right zone, it's perfect and I'm completely safe. And ever over the years, it's incrementally gone up my sort of baseline and it's kind of squ squished a little because my risk aversion is a little bit higher now that I'm older and oh, yeah. <laughs> a little less insane. And that's, and it, and, but I also think that's a unique, that's a, that's just a character type and that's just who I am as an athlete. And it's good for me to know that because it takes the pressure off when I'm, you know, kind of failing. I'm just like, I'm just not having one of those good days. So what yeah. else can I do? Maybe I can pick some smaller challenges. And if I redirect my focus, there's always a good, there's place and gains to, gains to be made in a certain area. There's other athletes that I know, another guy that's been on the podcast a million times, Max Henry, who is sort of like the opposite of that. He's super, super consistent. He's almost always able to do what he, what he can do. Meaning his, his, he actually just operates at a super high level, but he's had to really work hard to get there. He's not had like the chance to like have all these peaks and valleys. He's just had like a slow rise and he's always consistent and he can almost always do what he wants to do. Good days, bad days. He's like pretty much there. There's like little oscillations, but it's not the amplitude that you see in my training, but he has to train consistently. 
it's not like you know it's just different so i don't know i don't know where Everybody's exactly different. i was going exactly that was all my my intention was, I guess. I just you have to know yourself and you have to know what your yeah. your body type is <clears throat> and what you, your body responds to and what your mind responds to yeah in training um, i'm gonna say this too you have a fantastic vocabulary <laughs> you're very eloquent with your words well i appreciate that yeah that's I mean, were you good in english in school i think so yeah you just practice a lot i didn't practice a lot my i did score the highest on the english part of the act oh wow okay but uh yeah cause also you're... you know doing podcasting has helped with that absolutely and um yeah, I feel you. like mine, listening to you talk, I'm like, I have a very basic vocabulary. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't feel that way, but I feel like I'm stuttering and tripping over myself often enough. But maybe that's um, that kind of mindset is what brought me into trying to speak a little bit more eloquently. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I remembered the thing, and I know I still do it a lot, but my big thing was trying not to say the word um. Mm. So that's always what I try to focus on is, when you get to that point is just speaking slower <laughs> so it doesn't come out as um but it's still hard i i know i still do do that yeah i also try to avoid the word like that one's my achilles heel right now still is like like i'll say that yeah i don't still. really hear you say that but i do know your vocabulary is impressive very impressive that's right you're here to hear folks yeah hey this is why <laughs> this is why we're doing it here right yeah. oh man i appreciate that it's something i've tried to develop for sure you know trying to be an orator this is in a way my ideal profession is to be talking to people like you sharing their insights and the wisdom and the just the personalities and the people in the community another thing i wanted to talk about is you are just a staple i feel like you're a big tentpole for the community and i'm, I'm again i'm still just kind of seeing you from afar and i'm getting to know you more and more and i feel like now oh, there's that word <laughs> that you are this powerful person in our community and you lift everyone up around you. You know, I feel like this whole thing is a circus sometimes and the, it's a big tent and you're one of these big tent poles that's really helping elevate and, and lift everyone up. Um, and I don't know if that's something, you, you know, you talked about the three hours you delegate to that community building on purpose intentionally. And it's something that I don't see a lot of, and it's really cool to see it these days because as the world's getting crazier and this is sort of a whole other meta conversation, it's something that feels necessary, you know, especially in times like this, when we talked about the bipolar, the division within culture and the sort of ridiculousness of what's coming down top down from the government or the, the, you know, it, it's hard to get, on board with anything meaningful except in your kind of local communities and we talk about decentralization and blockchain and stuff these emerging technologies and i feel like the community like taking things back down to that grassroots level the tribal level and in, in some ways is is going to be a one of these sort of key features of the next iteration of society like as it as it goes to the next level as you know as as conscious as the human you know or at least the american culture up regulates and goes up to its next expression from wherever we're at now we have to kind of go to our next level too and i think that decentralizing is is part of that and we need people that are actually leaders locally not just leaders in the white house because that's that's not really working for i think a lot of people anymore i agree i my favorite author is kurt Vonnegut. 
Ooh, I gotta read more Kurt Vonnegut. My my roommate in college was Kurt Vonnegut all day long. Yeah, I love Vonnegut. He, he didn't really write a bunch of nonfiction. Most of his stuff is fiction, but he, he's brilliant. And he said something that I always remembered was, one day you wake up and realize the people you went to high school with are ruling the world, are the ones running everything. And as I get older, I start seeing that that you know people that I went to high school with are in bigger positions and they're kind of handling bigger things. For me, I feel like I'm in a just in a whirlwind <laughs> and kind of you know redefining myself in my 40s. I, I had Casa Bonita was my life, and I felt that that's where I was going to retire. That's mm. where I was going to be, and it didn't pan out for me the way that I thought it would. And now that's what I'm doing. I'm just kind of redefining myself. So I feel like I'm almost like in a whirlwind, and I don't believe that I'm going to be one of those. And and this may sound crazy, but this is just how it is. I'm just <laughs> speaking freely. I, I I just don't believe that I'm going to be one of those leaders. But I feel like I'm in a unique position to impact the leaders around me mm. and that in time opportunities open up because of the relationships and the level of integrity that that I stick to right now so m- my whole goal is is to make Jefferson County in in Colorado my goal is to have Jefferson County be a fitness staple in the United States where people that are in Arizona or Ohio, where they're like, Oh my God, I was in Colorado. You should see what those guys are doing up there mm-hmm. that, that people are talking about not me and not my class or my group, but the community as a whole, God, you got to see what they're doing in Jefferson County. Those guys work. They, they, they get down. And I believe that, as that rises up and I'm a member of that community and a leader in that community allows me to rise up as well, which allows me to interact with more of the people that I went to high school with. So when they need help in this endeavor, I'm one of the people that sticks out, which is to be honest, that could never have happened to me at Casa Benita because that's really all I am as a restaurant work at a restaurant. So it's like, yeah, if you need a table by the water, you call <laughs> Robbie. But now it is, well, there's a whole level of avenues and opportunities that are open now because it's about helping people and events and groups and, and how do we, you know, this, these type of things that are bigger than just making money. Mm. It's something that's impactful in people's lives where they talk about you and us and the group. And it's something just like earlier, you, you didn't realize the impact you had on Caleb's life and how that in, in, in turn impacts Harrison and what he deals with on a daily, daily basis. So for all of us is how do we build our community and our groups so we rise up and it has meaning. It has something deeper than I'm just trying to take your money and, and mm-hmm. grow my estate. <laughs> to a level that I'll never even need, yeah. you know? So I, I just believe we're, we're in a unique place. When marijuana got legalized here in Colorado, it boomed. Mm-hmm. We were one of the first places in the country to do that. And that's where the big boom started. People started moving here. The growth is happening. I, I know a lot of people here don't like it. I, I don't like it because things are more expensive. There's more traffic, <laughs> but we're, 
we're in the heart of some major growth and some major opportunities. Look at parkour. You you being a staple in the parkour community, this is something that's going to be worldwide. Oh, it's yeah, it is super worldwide. And you're a staple in that. And that becomes something that's more than just we're trying we're trying to make some money. Cuz in 10, 15, 20 years from now, what matters? It's the relationships, it's the community, it's the impact, it's the growth. It's our our legacy being tied into what people talk about as opposed to, dude, that guy who drives a nice car and he's got a lot of money because <laughs> nobody cares. Yeah. You know? So it's been, that's what my goal is. My goal is just to be tied into success. I will, this, people ask me about like my rates. What are my rates? Mm. It's all tiered. I, I charge different prices depending on what your goals are. I will do just about anything to work with someone that's successful because to me, that's more important than money. So yeah, you, you can't afford it. You can't, I'll work with you. I'll do anything if you're successful <laughs> because that's going to get us to the next level together. And that's what people talk about, mm. you know? So that's ultimately what my goal is. And I love that you, you, you talk about that. It makes me feel good that I'm tied in with this community. I'm a beginner in this. I'm, I'm just a beginner. I've only got a few certifications in fitness. A lot of what I'm doing is tied into my individual success. The yoga has helped me because the community is growing. I, I keep track of my numbers, how many people I talk to a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I was trying to break 190, if I could talk to 190 people throughout the week about fitness, um, I'm, I'm happy. I just breached 335. So I'm, I'm getting close to doubling where I was less than 12 months ago. And then what, what is that going to be? Where am I going to be when I'm impacting a thousand people a week? And it's never money. It's people experiences impact how do you create that because that is where inevitably in the end it all comes into you know it all the that money the wealth whatever you want to call it it all erupts out of success and Hmm. groups of people you know (laughs) wow man i love that yeah it's it's really powerful i think that you, you you really embody that and well, thank um, I you. think that's why people resonate and respond to you so well. Um, it's amazing to have somebody who really is focused on the right thing and really wants to help people that yeah, way. Well, like, wh- why, do you, why do you feel like fitness is so powerful in leveling up someone's life for them? Well, for me is because what it did for me individually. So a lot of what we do is what impacts us individually. And that's what changed my life mm. was getting into fitness and getting my nutrition dialed in. And, you know, Arnold said something about a physique, a physique. If you have a a, a strong physique, you walk into a room and people immediately respect you because that's something that you didn't borrow. Mm -hmm. It's something that you didn't buy. It was something that you built and created through hard work, determination and consistency. So for me, my level of confidence is much greater than it used to be because I, you know, it's funny. I I used to play basketball a lot 
And when I was when I was 150 pounds, man, I could not. You go into a gym to get a pickup <laughs> game. Nobody would pick me. <laughs> nobody picked me as a skinny fat kid. I could ball. I could play great hoops, but nobody <laughs> knew that until the game started going. Mm. Well, now I don't really practice basketball. I'm not good. But when I go to a gym, <laughs> I'm one of the first people picked, and I'm always like, "Yo, I can't play." Like, no, no, get on our team. And they start, and they're like, "Yeah, we should have listened to you." I ran a racquetball ladder. Same thing. I ran this racquetball ladder at the Wheat Ridge Rec Center, and I'd always show up, and you walk in, I'm in a tank top, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And I'm like, "No, dude, trust me." <laughs> but there is, there's a level of that. You think that that's tied into success, and and it is actually. I mean, I and I just heard a statistic, and it's the internet. I mean. Who knows? But I, I, I believe I don't even believe it. I know it's true. I've seen it, and I understand that. Basically, what the statistic was saying was that people perform better if they are coming from collegiate sports. It was the thing that they studied, essentially, mm. particularly individual sports. Apparently, I mean, there's like also tennis, tennis, and wrestling, gymnastics, and yeah. stuff like that because they do require this self-motivated discipline this sort of thing that you're talking about, which is you are more able to direct the course of your life. And the evidence is you're wearing it. I agree. (laughs) I do agree with that. I also believe that people need a little tipping into that direction. I I think it's fascinating. I've always heard this. You probably heard it too. People will spend a lot of money on their car. Mm Mm-hmm their hobbies, they'll spend a lot of money on things, but they will not invest money into their health. And whenever somebody comes in, they'll buy a big package from me and we start working together. It's always the same thing. This was the best money I've ever, I've ever spent. Health is wealth. They always say that too though, right? Always. I mean, you don't have anything when you're sick and you never realize it until you're sick and you're just like, I can't do anything. Yeah. My life is just survival and it's, yeah. It's not comfortable. It's nothing benefit. When you're sick, you don't have anything really. Well, and I'm going to tell you this. And for anybody listening that's struggling with, with, with health or if you're mm-hmm. overweight, um, I'm, I'm going to tell you this right now. And this is something I heard and Brandon, you probably heard it too. Mm-hmm. Um, you think it's hard working out every day. <laughs> you think it's hard managing your nutrition and logging your food. Try not doing it and see how hard your life is because it is hard being overweight, being able to not move, not eating healthy. That is so much harder than what we are doing in our lives right now. Mm. It is hard and it's, we have, we have to be consistent. Yeah. And you can't go back. Never. (laughs) Once you know the truth, you red pill yourself basically. And it's, it's over from there. I mean, of course I'm grateful for it. Like I would never want to choose otherwise. Yeah. However, there is this knowing now of, you know, my elite, my most elite moments of athleticism, just knowing that that body and that capability exists. Now, when I just get a little bit off the, I mean, it's hard to even get a little bit away from it without starting to feel like deader and, and just devitalized when I'm, you know, even if I wanted to, if I want to put some more energy towards my career or I want to put some more energy towards, you know, my family, or if I'm Trey Parker and Matt Stone and I, I want to do something creative and make a musical, there's certain things where it's like, okay, even if I wanted to be perfectly fit, I still wanted to do some of these other things more. However, 
I'm just saying there's, you can't go back. Like once you know what fitness really feels like on you, you're not going to want to really let it go. A hundred (laughs) percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. It is. It's still, it's a, it's a daily grind. Yeah. It's every day. It's something you got to pay attention to on a daily basis, but yeah, I, you can't let it go. (laughs) You know, once you know, yeah, it's like you've been to the promised land. Yeah. (laughs) You know, you, you you don't want to leave the promised land. You want to stay in there. Yeah. You know, but it is, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting how the human body is and how it works. But my, like I said, most people are, it's, it, it's, it's fascinating that most people don't want to put into their body knowing that that's something that you have to deal with on a daily basis, no matter what you're, you're, you can't escape it. <laughs> and but it is once you invest into it, then you realize you're like, oh, okay, that was a smart decision. It's something that's impacts everything in your life. Yeah. You know, it's also funny for me. And I know a little bit of this is age, but I, I always look back and I'm like, how 10 years ago, how was I even living? <laughs> I, I don't even know how I was doing it. And I know a lot of it's because I'm just, I'm growing and maturing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now it's like I budget time, effort, energy. I budget all of it. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, I'm like, I have no time <laughs> back then. I had no time and it was all filled up with partying. I, you know, I'd stay up until three, four in the morning and then you got to go to work at eight, nine o'clock in the morning. I'm sleeping three, four hours. I, it, you had all the time in the world. Yeah. It's just funny how it works. I'll, I'll tell you this a real brief story. Too. Please, please. Um, my childhood friend, this was in garden city, Kansas. So I was born and raised in Dodge city. Elementary school days was in garden city, Kansas my best friend growing up, his name was Venon Tran. And he was, I, I grew up as a strict Jehovah's Witness. My parents were very strict Jehovah's Witnesses. And in a small farm town in Kansas, there weren't many of us. So I was a little bit of an outcast, didn't have a lot of friends. Venon was a war refugee. His parents were refugees from the Vietnam War. They came to America and we were both little outcasts and we teamed up and became friends and we loved WWF. So Hulk Hogan, ultimate warrior. That's who we loved. (laughs) And we loved video games. And what we used to do is we used to get notebooks and we used to write video games. And when we grew up, we parted ways. I moved to Colorado. He moved to Missouri and we just never, never saw each other again during the pandemic. He contacted me said, Hey, I, he's a musician. Okay. He said, Hey, I, I'm not doing gigs anymore. I'm losing my fitness. I need some help with it. I said, cool. We set up a zoom meeting. I started telling about my eight steps about journaling and Vianon said, wait, he opened up his book and put it up in front of the screen. He goes, I already do all this. I said, Oh my God. He goes, yeah, I'm already doing all this. I said, okay, well I can help you with it. But what happened was I helped him with his nutrition, but he helped me budget my life. Mm. So what we did was, and he has a very similar approach to me. We loved the legend of Zelda growing up. Who doesn't, who doesn't right? <laughs> the new game that just came out tears of the kingdom, right? I think is that what it's called? I, I mean, I, I haven't th- followed it. Okay. I think since, it's called uh, tears of the, the kingdom in 64 days. I need to get back on the horse, but <laughs> okay. So it's, um, the legend of Zelda is still huge today, but yeah. one of the parts of the game is hearts. So you start the game off with three hearts and those are your life. And then as you progress through the game, you get more hearts, so more energy. 
you get more life, which allows you to get hit more so you can go into harder situations. Mm. And so that's what Venon helped me with. Mm. He gave me three hearts. And those three hearts were, we need to budget three hours a week for important things. And now I'm up to, I have 64 hearts and I, and they're all different colors. I have different colored hearts. I budget them out throughout the week. And that is where I get my community work. I budget, um, those are my purpose in life. So I budget three hours a week to push my purpose, which is to help the community with fitness. But it is very crazy how life works out. Mm. A childhood friend went to school with, contacts me to help him with nutrition, and he completely changed my life around. So, yeah, that's why I get those numbers where it's like, where did you get the three hours? Mm. It was, and that number could go up. Uh, obviously, as my my green hearts are pro services. Mm. And I have, I think I have too much pro services going on. <laughs> but I'm building, I'm building a brand, I'm building a business. So I have a lot of green hearts right now. I'm at 48 hearts right now. So just in pro services, services I provide to people are about 48 hours a week. And then... I, I budget about eight hours for management, which is my orange hearts. And that's um, texting people, programming, writing things for clients. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting how that's, how I've graduated through that. So Venon, if you do listen to this, dude, you, you <laughs> and he knows this. Yeah. We text every day. Yeah. For a long time, we didn't, I didn't talk to him for, probably 20 years and now we text every single day because we're sharing our information wow and that's what i do with accountability mm. the accountability is not you send me your information and i say good job <laughs> it's you send me your information and i send you my information uh, so we're a team together so you see i'm preaching what I'm doing as well. Yeah. This isn't like I'm telling you what you need to do and I'm not doing it. No, I live this lifestyle as well. That is another upgrade. I think for the culture that I see coming like, you know, these, these, these upgrades I kind of mentioned earlier is it's not enough now to be able to say it. We are as a race, as a human species, like I don't see people responding to people that aren't doing anymore. Yeah. There's too much, you know, the bullshit, we got to stop bullshitting ourselves yeah. and the internet, it, the beauty of it is it regenerated so much bullshit that now in a way it, it becomes an awareness activator where people now can go, okay, I know I really can't just trust anything. I actually have to use my discernment. I have to, there's so much out there. You have to bring it in and, and navigate your life now for real, instead of just following, you know, whatever, <laughs> script was written for previous generations and that liberates you to uh to to identify the real leaders and the real pe the leaders of the people that could really walk the walk, walk the walk like you're yeah. saying um, yeah I, it's I so glaringly you know again with the internet that's another gift is it becomes transparent now to a degree yeah you know, if you're not transparent you're basically you're already giving your cards away. You're like, you're full of shit. <laughs> yes. It all comes out. Yeah. It all comes out eventually. It's all coming out. That. Yeah. The, the rug, we peeled the corner up and it's dirty and the rug's still going and we're going to find all the dirt. Oh yeah. But it's, you're not putting the rug back down. It's just like, there's just one giant rug 
pull um, going on for for everyone. We're going to find out all the the shit that we need to. Yeah. So it's inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to. Yeah, I'm excited to see it. I guess. <laughs> and again, like you know, just just to keep showering you with with compliments here Love because I <laughs> I think you you are that is a super unique and powerful gift that you have is to really help people that not everyone's going to be able to do it themselves. There's a few freaks out there that are like you that can, that can really set the bar. And you also need everyone else. Everyone needs everybody. Yes. Everyone needs each other. I, yes, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. I, I, in my profession, in my colleagues specifically, I know I'm the only one, and this is not a knock against my colleagues. Mm. My colleagues are all amazing individuals mm. and they all have traits that I don't have. There's things that they excel in that I just can't do. But what I believe separates me from everybody else is the fact that I'm, what I ask of you, I do it as well. Not just to the extent, because I think most fitness trainers are in good shape. Most of them are. Yeah. And they, to an extent, walk the walk. But what they don't do, they're not sharing their food logs with their clients on a daily basis. Yeah. And and I put it all in there. You can see, you know, um, <laughs> it, it's funny. I had a cinnamon roll two days ago, and I share my food log. Right now, I've got like 27 people that are current right now that I'm sharing information with. Mm -hmm. And one of my clients was like, Oh, you had a cinnamon roll. I see you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I put that stuff in there. I put everything yeah. in there. Well, that's so beautiful because people don't know what they can get away with too. They can have a, another type of perversion where they're so, I mean, I've, I don't know if you've ever gone through that phase where you're so constrictive and you're trying to do it so perfect that you actually stress your body out and you stress your system out and you burn yeah. yourself out and cause yourself to have these relapses because you don't allow your humanity to, <laughs> to exist yeah. and your, your playful side or whatever, you know, you're not just a robot. You have to go on vacation. <laughs> yeah. You have to have some ice cream every now and then, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I know this isn't true for everybody. Sometimes you gotta fucking cut loose and have a few beers. Yeah. You know, there is, there's a, there's a time and place for getting down and getting, getting stuff out of your system. hundred percent. You got to have that. You can't be a robot, you know, all day, every day. I know there are, you know, there's a few, there's a few freaks it. again. Yeah. Few freaks Unless you are there. the robot and there's a few robots out there. Yeah. There's I know David still, Goggins is one of them. David Goggins is a, is a absolute robot and yeah, he can, <laughs> and he's another special character that yeah. we all get to be inspired by. And he's paid a he's paid some price. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be David Goggins necessarily. Um, he's had a he's had a in tremendous journey, without question. Yes. <laughs> without question. So, but yeah, I love David Goggins. I got his book somewhere. Love it. <laughs> love it. All right. Well, let's let's. Uh, we've gone for about an hour and a half here. Oh, good. growl! I think, I think we should look uh, at that. Yeah. Start to I think wrap it up. Well, let's wrap it up. You know, we'll do it again. We'll do it again sometime. Yeah. I think like, again, I just want to make sure everyone gets to the things that you're, you're, you can, your offerings. At yeah. So I'll let you know, I'm at core power yoga. I am an advocate. Not only am I a teacher there, but I'm an advocate of core power yoga. I believe they do powerful things for the community. And 
I think it's a great tool. So you can find me on the schedule there. If you get on the app and look inside Colorado, you can find me on the schedule there. I primarily teach at Belmar and Littleton. Those are the two studios I'm at right now. I've taught at a bunch of different studios, but those are the two that I'm currently at. I train out of a gym in Arvada called Commit to Fitness. It's on 64th and Wadsworth. I'm, I'm going to tell you this. It, corporation gyms, these corporate gyms, get out of there. Mm-mm. Get out of there. Preach. Go support the local gyms, the local businesses, the local local grocery stores. Get out of the corporations, please. The gym I'm at is owned by Miguel Gomez. It's called Commit to Fitness. It's privately owned. It's it's community. Check it out. That's where I'm at. The name of my brand is Mobile Muscle. My website is mobilemusclemax.com. I didn't pay for the max to get out of there. One of those days I'll afford to, to have it be mobilemuscle.com. I'm not quite there yet. But right now it's mobilemusclemax.com. I'm rob at mobilemusclemax.com. You can email me there. And I do nutrition coaching. I do one-on-one training, small group training. I've done bachelor parties for uh, <laughs> yoga bachelor parties. I, you know, I'm, I'm uh, I'll do anything as long as it's related to fitness and helping you level up and get you to the next level. So those where I'm at. And I can't endorse it enough. I've been to the Red Rocks class. I've been to the yoga classes. I've got to come down to the gym and and see what I, I can it. do with my with my lifts because I'm. I'm sure I would gain a lot from from your tutelage. I, I do two, usually on Mondays and Thursdays. I'll start sending you my schedule. Oh, yeah, there we go. I'll start to send it to you, and you yeah. can always you can come to any of them. But it is, yeah, it's next level. And we're all, you know what? We're all beginners. Mm. All of us are beginners. You know, even you in your endeavors, and, and I'm sure you know this, you're a beginner too. Oh, yeah. Even though you're an expert at what you do, you're still a beginner because your path is endless. Yeah. And that's all we're trying to do. Just level up. In order to level up, you got to be a beginner, you know? Every day. All righty. Well, thanks for having me on. My pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for everyone listening. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. Oh, yeah. There it was. Thank you guys for being a part of this one. Thank you, Robbie, for being the guest of this episode and the human that you are. Um, much love, bro. I can't wait to check out the gym and and get my ass kicked at your next class or whatever I'm going to do. I always get my ass kicked. can barely walk the next day after doing uh, <laughs> the Red Rocks workout. Please jump into that description. If you guys are similarly looking for you know an edge or a new look at fitness or you need coaching or you need something in this realm, um, it sounds like Robbie's doing some great work and there's going to be even uh, opportunities for you that aren't local for to access some of the online programming that he um, can offer. So big ups to Robbie. I hope you go check out all of his links and keep following his journey and much love. We'll see you next time.